this interview with the bootlegger's grandson, Heath Schneider of Iowa Legendary Right on Old Fashioned Football on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting research platform for parlays, props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today and start making smarter bets. We're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Head to cut.com, that's K-U-T-T.com, and use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. We're also brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. The guys just dropped their bonus behind-the-scenes episode of Sean winning $200,000. Plus, this week's Pick'em Prize is a free $250 Super Bowl square. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon to join today. Hey, what's up? This is Sam Acho, and you're listening to Old Fashioned Football. Old Fashioned Football. Make this deal right now to the pancake-eating mother. All right. If you're wondering who you're listening to, this is J Mark. You can find me on the X at J Mark Football. You can find us on the X at Old Fashioned FB. And if you're wondering who is us, let me bring in my co-host on the pod and in life. You can find her on the X at the Mer Mark Mer. How you doing today? Doing great, Justin. I'm really excited for today's episode. It's going to be a fun one. It is. Uh, very rich history. Very rich Iowa history. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's yeah, I'm excited. Should we just get right into it? We should. Let's jump in. Let's do it. All right, everybody, we kind of pumped this up already. We told you about it, and the day is here. Our uh, our guest has many different titles, but the one we're going to bring him in as is the bootlegger's grandson, Heath Schneider. Heath, how you doing today? Oh, I'm fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, we're, we're very, very excited. Very excited to have you. Yeah, um, this is a an Iowa whiskey. The history is all Iowa, so being Iowans, we're really excited. But I think everybody's going to find this very fascinating. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Before we dive into asking you all about the distillery and getting some more information on your history, we always ask our guests about, we start off with asking about some football. And before we started the show, you mentioned you're an Eagles fan. We talk <laughs> a lot of football with our whiskey. Uh, do you happen to play any fantasy football? Are you into fantasy football? So all, all my friends are into fantasy football. <laughs> Seriously, I, like I, I'm probably the only person who who isn't an ardent follower of fantasy football, and that's only because I'm so busy traveling the world peddling whiskey. Sure. <laughs> you <know? laughs> so, you know, I catch the highlights, and I I, I, I certainly cheer on my friends. And I'm, I'm a, I, I definitely enjoy football. I may actually get to go to a, uh, a really well-known uh, venue for the – the for the uh, Super Bowl this year, I, I may end nice. up in the foundation room at the top of Mandalay Bay with a bunch of uh, NFL NFL alumni. So that's oh, wow. going to be my big. Maybe I should start getting more into fantasy football when I, you know, actually know players. Yeah. 
That's awesome. That is really cool. Are you rooting for anybody specific in the Super Bowl? Well, being an Iowan, I better watch for Kansas City. You know, I could lose a lot of friends. I've got a lot of friends <laughs> down there for that matter. So, uh, sure. Yeah, I, I, I've got to, I got to give Kansas City. Although, you know, I'm sure you know this. Uh, we've got an Iowa State quarterback in Purdy at, mm-hmm. you know, San Francisco. So, I mean, it, it's going to go good for me either way. You know, I got a, I got a horse in in both camps. You know, there you yeah, go. And we got Kittle too. Yeah, um, the 49ers. Tight end. Yeah. So they've got two Iowa players. Well, Iowa State and Iowa. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's tough. We <laughs> I know a lot of people around here, they're all rooting for the Chiefs. Yep. I'm gonna um, disappoint them all by rooting for the 49ers. <laughs> um yeah. I'm just I think uh I just want to see them win it. I mean, Chiefs have had their day the past couple years here, so it'd be nice to see yeah. the Niners get it. I get um, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So why don't we jump right into uh, to whiskey here? Uh, like we said, you're the bootlegger's grandson, that bootlegger being Lorene Sextro. Can you give us a, a little history on how your family got into making whiskey? Boy, I don't even know that we were new. We knew we were into whiskey till she was a pretty old gal. You know, really? my grandmother. Yeah, it was uh, it was really strange because I just knew her as Grandma Grandma Sextro. You know, mm-hmm. and Grandma Sextro had 32 grandchildren, so big family. Wow. wow. Yeah. Um, and, you know, um, she did her bootlegging when she was 18. So, oh, wow. Yeah. And I mean, can you, I always tell people this because people don't have a lot of perspective for 1932, but, yeah. you know, women had just gotten the right to vote in, you know, a decade mm-hmm. or so earlier. And Iowa was early to the prohibition. Iowa got into prohibition was one of the first two states, Maine and Iowa. And that was, you know, in the in the 20s. So um, grandma was bootlegging in March 1932, shortly after she was married to feed her kids. And what's weird about the town of Templeton, even today, is anybody who really did it is tight-lipped. You know, they don't want to talk about it. They sure. don't want to name names. You know, it's 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 really funny because the hardest part for me is people come in the distillery all the time and they're like, you know, I knew your grandpa and grandma back when they were bootleggers and I knew this and I did that and I drove for such and such. And I'm like, God, let's get that on film. Oh, no, yeah. I'm not going to film that because <laughs> a, 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 a thing. So yeah. um, I learned late in my life uh, about grandma being a bootlegger and uh it kind of found me. I didn't find it. Okay. Nice. That's really yeah, interesting. It is. Um, I, I know a lot of people, you know, bootlegging was technically wrong, but I saw a special you had done where you guys had kind of talked about like, it's not that the, anybody was trying to do anything wrong. They were trying to make a living. Yeah. Trying to feed their kids. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it really was to the point for farmers in Iowa, it was really a decision of, do I feed my kids? Mm-hmm. And, you know, my grandma was all about family. Uh, she's worked from the time she was from from eighth grade. She she graduated eighth grade and then was farmed out as a midwife till she was 18. Wow. And, you know, a midwife in the 30s is not a midwife today. A midwife in the 30s sure. is the lady was put in bed and you basically did all her chores, helped her with birth, helped her after birth and then went to the next lady. And then you didn't even get the money. Your parents got the money. So um, that was kind of her her deal from eighth grade till she got married. 
And then mm -hmm. she ends up on a farm with uh, my aunt Shirley in her belly and the depression is in full effect. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they're farmers, you know, that they're, they're, they're growing corn, they're raising pigs, they're chickens, eggs. None of that had any value, but what did have value uh, in Templeton, Iowa was whiskey. You know, that had great value. And funny part about that is these German women, because it was women, which is mm -hmm. really unusual again for that time. Mm -hmm. yeah. German women were using their skill set to make bread and they kind of used it to make whiskey because it's not that far off. It's yeast, you know, mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're just working yeast and uh, feeding yeast. And so it was a weird set of circumstances that turned her into a whiskey maker. And it was only for six or seven months. But again, it, it put uh, Christmas presents under the tree, yeah. you know, and it uh, fed them and it got them to the point where they'd go back to farming. Not very nice. Yeah. Um, so the recipe that you're using now, it's the only existing 100% rye recipe from the 1930s is still out there correct correct yes. the one okay. surviving um, recipe from that time and place yeah can you talk a little bit about the differences of a 1930s rye whiskey and whiskey today there's one big difference and that's mm -hmm. chemistry back in the 30s they didn't have chemical engineers and sure. um, so there was no chemicals used it was just anything you could find in your kitchen so we always tell people, if you couldn't do it in a barn in 19, 1932, we don't do it today. Mm -hmm. But you go to a modern day distillery and they're using alpha amylase, beta amylase. They're using uh, artificial flavors and colors. We don't do any of that. You know, our whole North Star is if I could put you two in a time machine and ship you back to 1932 and you could try what was on the streets of Chicago, you'd be like, holy smokes, I've already had this. It's the Iowa legendary rye. Yeah. So that's our goal, you know. But as far as I know, and again, I always have to qualify this because I've only been in the liquor business for seven, eight years. And that sounds like a long time, but it's nothing compared to most. <laughs> sure. um, as far as I know, we're the only liquor company in America that uses no chemicals, uses no artificial flavors, no artificial colors. It, and so I think that's really neat because I, I don't think it only tastes good, but I think it 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 uh feels pretty good in comparison yeah, mm -hmm. for sure so the distillery is located in carroll iowa um and it's open to the public friday and saturday and i i was looking in the tasting room contains the original still that your grandma made whiskey in which was dug up from underground correct yeah we use cadaver dogs the same dogs they use to find bodies in iowa mm -hmm. uh -huh. you know when somebody gets lost and they're yeah. like i can't find them let's get the dogs so we had a guy named Jim Peters who runs the uh, cadaver dogs for the state of Iowa. He mm -hmm. trained his dogs on how to search for whiskey. Wow. We gave him, yeah, we gave him whiskey staves and I paid <laughs> college to come in with ground penetrating radar. And we probably spent three, four weeks searching 320 acres for some buried barrels. My grandpa told my aunt Shirley on his deathbed, Hey, I buried some barrels out on the farm. You should go dig them up. Wow. And we're like, what? Yeah, wow. <laughs> this is just like, huh? 
Um, so I hired the dogs, paid Jim to train them up. We were out there kind of like Geraldo Rivera looking for Jimmy Hoffa. You know, I mean, we're, <laughs> we're out there looking and you know, some people are making the comparison. And obviously this Vegas guy, you know, I live in Vegas for travel purposes. This Vegas mm-hmm. guy's back in Iowa searching the fields for barrels. And we found my grandma still, which is awesome. Wow. So you didn't yeah. know you were going to find the still. You were just looking for the barrels. and I, it, We were looking for anything. You know, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of uh, misrepresentation of that time and place. Uh, even some deceptive trade practices as it goes to that topic. And uh, so, you know, we're always searching for the provenance of it all. We're always searching Mm -hmm. for, you know, who's real and who's just talking. And so Mm -hmm. um, we thought it'd be great if we found barrels for a couple of reasons. First of all, hundred year old rye whiskey barrels that were Mm -hmm. known as Al Capone's favorite recipe might be relatively valuable. (laughs) <laughs> right. Yeah. But, you know, we found the still. Uh, we found bottles from 1932. Uh, we reassembled it. We had Whiskey Rich, who is a fifth generation bootlegger. He's the one who got the recipe from my grandmother. Uh, we had him reassemble it. So it's what we believe the closest version of what it looked like when it was operated. And uh, people can come see it anytime. You mentioned we're open Saturdays uh, or weekends. We're open every day of the week, just so oh, you know. Every day. Okay. Um, okay. You just you just ring the bell. You know, our Max, yeah. our sixth generation distiller, uh, first legal distiller, like legal from the time he started, <laughs> sure. uh, is there pretty much five six days a week, and we love to have people come in and see what we do. We think it's the best part of our our business. Awesome. Well, we're. I mean, you have your parents are up in Storm Lake, so we're definitely mm-hmm. going to have to uh, swing by sometime mm-hmm. on the way. Yes, you're, you're absolutely welcome. And anybody that that watches this, it's it's probably best to give the distillery a call. Our numbers on um, on uh, Google, easy to find. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we welcome people. You know, you can take the five minute tour, you can take the fifty minute tour. It's your decision, and we'll show you everything we do. Well, ninety nine percent of what we do. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. We're going to get right back to talking about the Iowa legendary rye with the bootleggers grandson, Heath Schneider. But we got to let you know that we are brought to you by the SGP Patreon. That's right. Our own Patreon. The guys just dropped this month's bonus episode behind the scene breakdown of how Sean won $200,000 on. We won't even say where he won it, but the, he won it. And this week's Patreon Pick'em Prize is a free $250 Super Bowl Square, plus access to all the pick sheet and exclusive content on Discord. Just head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is awesome. You've heard us talk about it over and over. You can win 25 times your money with just a 60-second entry. It only takes 60 seconds to enter, and it's based on fantasy projections. So it's really easy. And one of my favorite things, Price Picks has a reboot policy. So that means if one of your players gets hurt in the first half and doesn't return in the second half, that player is rebooted. No more losing money because of injuries. One of the things I like on there right now, you got to go with Travis Kelsey more on his receiving yards. Might as well take George Kittle too. Let's take George Kittle, the Iowa Hawkeye, while we're talking about Iowa legendary rye. And uh, that's all you got to do. Just go to pricepicks.com slash SGPN and use code SGPN for first deposit match up to $100. That's pricepicks.com slash SGPN, code SGPN. Pricepicks, daily fantasy sports made easy. You mentioned Al Capone. Uh, I saw that he said that this was the good stuff. This is what he was drinking. 
how many states was the the bootlegged whiskey being distributed to at that time? Do you guys know? Well, it's that's a great question. So what's interesting about bootlegging and distribution in 1932 is generally done through the railroads. That was the most reliable transportation at mm -hmm. that time. Now, um, Al Capone was known to send guys from Chicago down to Templeton, Iowa, but at in 1932, Templeton, Iowa to Chicago was a two-track dirt road, you know, so it, it was <laughs> sure. rough going. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe in an emergency or maybe in a, hey, you know, we need a, we need, we, we just need it. Mm -hmm. So that was being done. But, but what's interesting is the Burlington Railroad, if you ever look at it on a map, it goes as high as St. Paul, Minnesota. It goes as low as St. Louis, Missouri. It goes as far over to the east as Chicago, Illinois, and it goes all the way out to Denver. So they would stop that train, unload sugar, load barrels, and use that as the way to get uh, whiskey all over the United States. Very oh, cool. Awesome. That's yeah. so interesting. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that we noticed that is different um, from other distilleries we've talked with is that you use 15 gallon barrels versus the traditional 53 gallon barrels. Um, and that's what your grandmother used. Can you um, talk about like how that changes the aging process for the whiskey? And then one of the things we were wondering too is like what led to the decision to use 15 gallon barrels? Yeah. So um, 15 gallon barrel, if you ever look at, again, I always reference people back to prohibition. There's pictures. Mm -hmm. So it's all out there. But if you ever look at prohibition pictures when they're busting up barrels, uh, beer barrels were 53 gallon, but whiskey barrels were 15 gallon. And um, because our North Star is, hey, if you got shipped back to 1932, what would that have tasted like? Well, it was 15 gallon barrels back then. And we use Minnesota White Oak Level 5 char. That's probably more than you want to know. But again, uh, kind of part of the history. It's the closest place we can get oak that works well with whiskey. So mm -hmm. we use those. And my grandma always said, you can't run with a 53-gallon barrel, which is <laughs> true. Yeah. Kind of true. Uh, my grandpa uh, could run with 15-gallon barrels. They're about 220 pounds. And wow. uh, we, we use that. Uh, what's neat about it also, because we don't do an age statement, people are like, how long your how long's your whiskey been in the barrel? We're searching for a color and a taste. We're not searching for a time. And because we age in storage containers outdoors in Iowa, it's really weather dependent. If it gets really mm -hmm. hot in the summer and really cold in the winter, it happens faster than if we have mild weather. So we're always seeking that taste and color which is the same as grandma said, you know, it's got to be color of a penny and it's got to have a sweet aroma. So we chase that. And um, the significance of 15 gallon barrel is you're getting 3.15 times more wood per ounce of liquor. So you technically get faster aging, but that's not why we do it. We do it yeah. because we want to be the only liquor you can buy that is from that time and that place. And if you really want to know what they used to drink back then, we think we're the one option you've got. Yeah, it would be just like, yeah. Yeah. Um, just kind of hitting on that and, and how you guys have the original still set up. Um, you mentioned before we started this, that, that the background you have there is the barn from the 1930s and just 
all this kind of uh, tip of the hat, I guess, to the history um, kind of speaks to, do you feel like that kind of speaks to the authenticity of, hey, we're really sticking to how this originally was done and we really want, that's what our goal is. We want it exactly how it was originally. Yeah, I wish I could sit in that barn and talk to everybody who wants to talk to me. It's back in Iowa. And it the reason I use it as a virtual background is it reminds me of who I am, what I am, where I come from, you know, what we're trying to do here that's different. And it, it, it's near and dear to me. You know, mm-hmm. if you look right over, excuse me, right over there, that's my grandfather's uh, hand painted initials. Oh, wow. And if you uh, look at the wall behind me, it's straight behind me. You'd have to go see it at the distillery. It still has sketches of formulas and people and and dollar figures. I mean, it's just (laughs) with a black light, it's amazing. And I always tell people, just take a look at that wall. That's, you know, that's the bootlegging business in its real form. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for me, I think that's cool. I I just think it's... Mm -hmm. I, I just don't think Americans realize how how hard life was on the farm in yeah. during you know in the 30s during the depression and um, just fighting to survive. So um, when I'm out here doing my thing, and you know when things get tough, I'm always like, well, you know what? <laughs> it's been a lot tougher. You know, yeah. Grandma put a whole lot tougher work than that. And so it, it's just a good friendly reminder for me of, of, of who we are, what we are and what we're trying to do. So yeah, we, sure. we really like, like this, this stuff behind us. Yeah, yeah for sure. Very neat. Um, you, you mentioned earlier, um, you know, you've heard people come in and they'll, they'll share stories with you. And um, is, are there any that you're willing to share with us? Well, we had Al Capone's driver come in, allegedly. You know, we, we had the guy who drove Al Capone. He's like, I was his driver and, you know, and this is the real thing. And you guys got it exactly right. And I'm like, great, let's let's go, man. Let's let's just. Oh, I can't I can't I can't do that. And then um, uh, the, the, the kingpin of Templeton was Joe Earlback. Uh, mm-hmm. Joe Earlback, his driver came in again, allegedly, because these, you know, we, we have people come in constantly talking about the good old days and what they knew and who they knew and their uncle this and their sister that. But um, we we get some really authentic, you know, these people are in their 90s, you know, some of them are mm-hmm. neighboring 100. And mm-hmm. um, it's just, it's it's fun to, to hear them tell their stories. And they're very adamant about it all the way up to to filming them. So, you know, it's a, a love hate relationship for me because, yeah. you know, I almost want to put a secret camera in just to catch these people because it's all so tight lipped, you know, and you'd think it was still illegal if you didn't know better. Cause mm-hmm. just like my grandma, they'll, they'll go like, okay, so I used to be a bootlegger. <laughs> like, it's legal now, you know, you know, we're not, like, that's, they're like indoctrinated into, Oh, this is a secret. So I better check around. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. And you mentioned Earlbeck, you guys still get uh, the rye and the grain from the same farm, correct? His cousin. Yeah. So Joe, Joe, Joe Earlbeck's cousin is uh, Brian Earlbeck. Brian runs a century farm over in Manning, Iowa, Mm -hmm. and uh, we get our rye. It's a purpose grown rye. 
It's grown in Wisconsin glacier soil, if you know what that is. Soil was actually dragged in all the way from Wisconsin into the beautiful Carroll County, Iowa. (laughs) And we grow our rye on that soil uh, organically, no herbicides, no pesticides. Uh, We've been organic grain for four years now. And uh, it's, it's, it's a beautiful farm and, and just right there in Carroll County. That's awesome. That's really cool. Especially, I love that it's organic too. Yeah. And, I was yes. just going to hit on that too, because it feels like as we drive to uh, her parents, the farther north we get, the less organic it smells kind of in the air. So it's great to hear when, <laughs> yes. when a farm is going organic mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. 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 We're going to interrupt the bootleggers grandson one more time. Just to let you know that we're brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. If it has a viable outcome that can be graded, you can bet it on Cut with your friends or your internet rivals. But you know what? Who wants to bet their internet rival never knowing if they're going to get paid if they win? You don't have to worry about that because Cut handles the payment side of things so you never have to chase anyone down and cut them. Social features include group chats, betting leaderboards, head-to-head history, user profiles, fan groups, and you get cash back every single time you bet against your friends or other users. You win. They win. Everybody's a winner at Cut, the peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Head to Cut.com. That's K-U-T-T.com. And use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. The NFL season is not over yet, and you can win bigger by betting smarter with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. And we just used it yesterday to give out our our play on the thing that we can't mention rhymes with wonder hog, but <laughs> it went four for four using hall of fame bets, bets app. Uh, it's amazing. So stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with hall of fame bets, bets app to craft more intelligent data driven parlays, download the hall of fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with hall of fame bets. So you guys have a variety of different products. You got the white label moonshine, the black label rye, red label rye, purple label, gold label. We're going to try some copper label in a little bit here, but these all start with the same recipe, but have a little bit of differences. Can you touch on that a little bit? Yeah. So everything's water, sugar, rye, and yeast. Okay. That's, that's the recipe. That's if you watch any special on Templeton, you know, at that time and place, the first thing they'll say is water, sugar, rye, yeast, the four ingredients that made Templeton, Iowa famous. So we do that. And we use bread baker's yeast, the same yeast you can buy in the grocery store, it's Fleischmann's yeast. Very unusual to use bread baker's yeast in whiskey. Most people use high yield yeast because it creates mm-hmm. more yield. But again, that's what grandma did. So that's what we're doing. And we think it creates a buttery you know, we just love the flavor. It kicks off. So it's a, it's an added benefit, but um, that's our recipe. And uh, we make it three gallons at a time. So, you know, every batch is three gallons, not 3000 gallons, but Mm -hmm. 
might wow. be the small again could be the smallest batch size in the world i tell people in the business i make liquor three gallons at a time and they tell me and i'm i'm an idiot they really don't <laughs> you're an idiot man three gallons at a time really but again this is all harking back to what was done at that time during that time mm -hmm. so the recipe is the same throughout all we're doing is still play and barrel play to get different um expressions so okay. uh, the white label has never seen a barrel mm -hmm. and then the black label was put in a new charred oak barrel the red label was put in a an experienced barrel because bootleggers didn't throw barrels away you used them five times and then you were done with them you burn them but we use all our barrels five times so that's red label is use two through five okay. and then copper label is a blend of a new barrel use a used barrel use and a double barrel double distill barrel use so it's just a, it's barrel play and then yeah. purple label which is our high proof that comes out as high as 156 proof wow. and you can go try it at the distillery even though it sells for 200 <laughs> a bottle we pour it for free every day of the week so you're welcome. awesome <laughs> yeah and the way we get to 156 proof is we actually take a barrel of black which is your new barrel and then we redistill it in our proprietary stills. So what's neat about our stills, because they make such small batches, is they're more like a scalpel and less like a chainsaw. So we can leave flavor behind while cutting color and put it back in a brand new barrel at a much higher proof. And it just works the hell out of that barrel. It just gets dark, <laughs> deep, and chews into the cellulose. And we think it's a one-of-a-kind offering. I, of all the products we make, you know, because I run across, I run across a lot of, of, pardon the phrase, but I run across a lot of whiskey snobs, people who yeah. think we've had everything. And, you know, I like my favorite part is, so I went into Caesar's Palace at one time and, you know, they're, they're like, you know, who the hell are you? <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, well, hey, before I leave, you got to try this. Just try this purple label. I let them try it. They're like, wait a second here. Holy smokes. I've never had anything like this. That's how we got into Caesar's Palace. But to answer your question, you know, whether it be white or black or red or copper or gold or purple, it's just barrel play and still play. And then strangely, each version of play creates a new flavor profile. So we just feel like everybody's got a favorite. You know, I, one of the one of the more entertaining parts of being in the business also is everybody's got a favorite and it's never the same one. You know, I meet one guy, Oh, the red's the best. Okay. Yeah. Red's best. Oh no, the black's best. Next guy. Uh, talk to a gal. Oh, the purple's my, my favorite. So, you know, we make them all because we're not trying to have you like them all. We're just trying to find the one you like the most. Yeah. So you guys got copper and mm -hmm. copper is our newest creation. What copper is, is it's, a new barrel and an experienced barrel blended 50 50 and we're going to okay. come out with that this spring and uh i think it's delicious because it's kind of the best of both worlds I, the black barrel because it's a new barrel is more smoky and spicy and the mm -hmm. red barrel is a little more soft and sweet so if we take soft and sweet and blend it with spicy and smoky it's just got a whole variety of flavors and that's mm -hmm. what we say makes it very complex yeah yeah complex yeah. and easy and fun and reasonably priced which is all important stuff 
what is your favorite um, of the labels that you make? So I like I like white label and that's somewhat of the purest in me. You know, I think the barrel gets in the way. And again, mm -hmm. everybody's got an opinion, but I specifically like white label off the still while it's running. And okay. if you guys venture down there, like you want to have a, a, a deathbed experience, something you'll remember <laughs> that the day you're, you're passing away, you're like, oh, I remember when I sipped off a still that was running at 165 proof and it was still warm. That's <laughs> that's my favorite. And that's the main reasons I travel to Iowa. And if you guys get back there, if you mm -hmm. give me a two hour notice, I'll be like, hey, Max, turn on a still. We got to show them what new make tastes like <laughs> right off the worm. All right. Uh, we will. We're going to do that. We're yeah, going to do that. We are going sure. to make it there. For sure. Delicious. Delicious. <laughs> sure. Um, I would like to circle back to when I, I've just been thinking about this, digging up the barrels, finding bottles in the still. Did you try any of the bottles that you found? No, no, nope. no. They had all been busted. You know, oh, um, okay. it looked like everything was kind of thrown in a hole in a big hurry. Okay. Um, and uh, we 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 just really didn't find any perfect sample because we were going to be in the crazy people we were. We were going to try to harvest yeast off of it. So we had the actual mm -hmm. yeast from 1932. Yes. Yep. A lot, of, a lot of people don't know yeast is a living organism and you can propagate yeah. it. So I was like, yeah. oh, wouldn't it be cool to have the yeast my grandma had in 1932? Mm -hmm. but oh, for sure. We, we, yeah, we weren't successful with that. So we still use her recipe, the Fleischmann's uh, yeast recipe. And it's still fantastic. But to your point, I wish we'd have found just a bottle or just enough to pull a sample. But it, 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 it too much time had taken place and too much Iowa weather had been put on it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, so you mentioned that you're, you're in a casino there in Vegas. Now, if you get it in Iowa, it's Iowa Legendary Rye. If you get it outside of Iowa, it's Sextral Rye, correct? Yeah, we're we're still playing around with that. So funny okay. story. Um, everything's a funny story in the liquor business, of course. <laughs> but uh, you wouldn't believe how hard it is to sell Iowa Legendary Rye in Nebraska, for the record. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. You know, just for Makes the record. Yeah. Talking about yes. Cornhuskers and Iowa Hawkeyes just doesn't uh -huh. work. And so yeah. could be said in Texas. You'd be really surprised at how hard it is to sell anything with the word Iowa in, it, in Texas. Mm -hmm. So um, we created a, a secondary brand. It's generally the same juice. We've mm -hmm. debated making Sextro all cask strength and Iowa Legendary Rye all 80 proof, but no decision has been made on that yet. But mm -hmm. you're going to find us throughout Iowa as Iowa Legendary Rye. You're going to find us in Nevada as Iowa Legendary Rye because the oh. casinos, they like Iowa. They think Iowa is yeah. really kind of niche. And uh, um, it, it, we established it down here um, almost six years ago. We're in 35 casinos now, uh, wow. every liquor store. Uh, we do a pretty good job in Vegas. And, and, and yet again, a piece of information you'd never guess, but Vegas is the toughest liquor market in the world <laughs> because liquor companies come here to lose money. They're like, yeah. you know what? I don't care if we lose five million dollars. I want to be in Vegas. <laughs> so, sure. Yeah, there you go. There you, you know, and 
So then every casino I go to, well, are you willing to lose $5 million? And I'm like, hell no, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not willing to lose $5. Right. But, yeah. You know, it's, it's a very uh, a good feather in our cap that we're successful mm-hmm. in Iowa. And we're served in a lot of places for such a crafty distillery. Um, just out of curiosity, are you guys at the uh, Circa Las Vegas? You know what? We're at Circa Barry's Prime in the basement of Circa. And it's supposed to be one of the fanciest steakhouses in Vegas. Certainly one of the most expensive. I can speak to that. And I know Barry. Uh, Barry bought a barrel for himself. Mm -hmm. He sampled four barrels. He tried a black label barrel that he loved. And he bought a barrel. We called it Barry's uh, Iowa Legendary Rye. So it's got Barry's logo at the top. And it's got our logo uh, where it has to be as per the TTB. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can try it there. Uh, we're trying to get in the main casino. Um, okay. We're uh, we're actively updating our list of where we are in Vegas. Because we're really trying to get Iowans when they travel to Vegas to search out Iowa products. Yeah, yeah. for sure. To this date, I don't know why Iowans aren't more brand loyal to Iowa products. You know, you you go to Texas and pardon my French, but you could sell a turd if it said Texas on it in Texas. Right. I swear to God, I swear to God, it's the strangest thing I've ever experienced. And, Mm -hmm. you know, some could say the same is true for just about any state. But for whatever reason, Iowa, Iowa products, Iowa made products for Iowans. It's it's a tough sell. And maybe it's price point. You know, it's it's. I'm embarrassed to say that the number one selling liquor in Iowa is black velvet. And uh, I'm just like, Oh my God, really? <laughs> you know what? Uh, you, you can't tell. And you know, whiskey rich and I laugh about it all the time. Our friends always come up to us and say, you know, I drink your liquor over any other liquor, but price point, I got to buy black velvet. <laughs> you know, uh, thanks for coming by and having a That's sample. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Iowans are cheap, I guess. It's, well, it's just, it's tragic. Cause I, I don't even yeah. care if it was not my distillery, but just an Iowa distillery. Sure. You know, I mean, a lot of Iowans don't know that most of the corn that goes into bourbon comes from Iowa. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we take our most precious, beautiful commodity, corn, and we ship it up to Kentucky where they make the real money, you know, right. and it's like, yes. why? You know, why do we do that? And yeah. uh, it's, it's a pretty hot button for me. So we should probably drop that subject. <laughs> Well, with the the Circle Las Vegas, the guys that run the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, they're they're very close with Derek Stevens, who's a I don't know if he's the owner or one of the head honchos there. So we'll put a bug in their ear mm-hmm. to put a bug in his ear. They yeah. guys have to get that Iowa legendary rye. Yeah, <laughs> please. And uh, you know, we've got some Iowa CEOs of casinos. Like uh, there's a gal who used to play basketball with my sister. That's the CEO of the Westgate, which is you know mm-hmm. where Elvis first played. So, you know, there's, there's, there's some Iowans out there. We just got to create a little more loyalty. Yeah. Yes. There you go. <laughs> oh, um, we have got to put you on the spot here and we we've asked every guest <laughs> that we've brought on other distilleries. We make them answer this question. Okay. Um, what is your favorite, uh, non, um, Iowa legendary rye whiskey? So it's gotta be a rye whiskey. Well, well just no, any, just whiskey. Yeah. Sorry. Just any <laughs> oh, non-Iowa legendary whiskey. 
<laughs> I think I think High West makes a nice product. Yes, you know, we nice. went head to head with them at the Denver uh, International Spirits Competition, and we put their million five million excuse me, $150 million distillery against our $1,500 distillery and, <laughs> and, 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 and beat their ass. But I thought they make really good product. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's tasty. Uh, it's uh, not too harsh. I think they do a nice job. You know, you mentioned price point and I'm sure listeners thinking, you know, doing that small three gallons at a time, 15 gallon barrels, they probably think that it costs a lot because when you, when you think about that being such a, a small barrel, so many people associate small barrel with, Oh, high cost, but yeah. your price point is really good for it's such a small barrel type product like that. I mean, it, yeah. people should be ashamed for grabbing black velvet. Instead <laughs> well, of no. Yeah. From, yeah. From your mouth to God's ears, I swear <laughs> to you, but uh, you know, and you know, what's your health worth for that matter? Cause it's not just the liquor you're consuming, but it's chemicals. People don't yeah. realize that alpha amylase and beta amylase, if you put it on your hands causes lesions. You know, if, if you look at people who used to work in bread factories, they'd have lesions all over their hand from alpha and beta amylase. So um, I agree with you. Uh, you know, we sell at about a $39 price point uh, mm -hmm. for black and red label, uh, $49 for copper. I mean, we have a $200 offering. It's because we've got to cut three black barrels to get a purple barrel. And it's yeah. exceptional. Mm -hmm. So, you know, people and I mean, you can get our white, which, again, in my opinion, makes the best Bloody Mary. The best uh, mm -hmm. uh, margarita, even though it's not tequila. Um, mm, I, 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 you know, that's a that's a twenty nine dollar bottle, and it's wow. just absolutely delicious. So, to your point, I think it's worth the extra what fourteen dollars, yeah. you know, fourteen dollars a dollar per shot. So, yeah, hopefully that uh, that conveys. It's a good point. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, do you mind walking us through a little virtual tasting here? We've got our bottle back here. Been, I've been itching to try mm -hmm. it ever since yeah, we got yeah. it. I've held yeah. off. We just poured this and we're smelling it mm -hmm. and it smells amazing. It smells very, it's a very sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So that's nice. all barrel. There's no, there's no artificial flavors. Uh, mm -hmm. And again, no color added. And uh, what you're tasting actually is the rye. Mm-hmm. Mm, that is very good yeah i like that it's um in the bottle we're looking at says it's a hundred proof right around i like that you get that really nice sweetness and then the finish just has a little bit of heat not much just a nice little warming sensation in there mm -hmm. so you get the nice sweet and heat um that's that's i really like that I'm getting some do you notice how the heat stays on the tongue and it doesn't go to the throat yeah mm -hmm. yeah for sure yeah, it, that, yeah, I contend that the the heat on the throat is the chemicals. It's not the whiskey, nor is it the alcohol. Um, I learned this from a chef. Heat is supposed to hit you on the tongue. You don't have taste buds in your throat. So yeah. when you taste like a jalapeno or a spicy food, mm -hmm. it's supposed to be spicy on your tongue. And technically, good, okay, high proof, is supposed to hit you in the same place as a jalapeno does. Oh, okay. Interesting. At the yeah. tip of my tongue. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm feeling. It's hot too. here. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I also feel like we have a very special bottle here because it says batch number one, bottle number 15. That seems like it's a special one. <laughs> that, that is. You guys might want to like keep the last uh, 
last loop in that because yeah. uh, we, like I say, we just came out with this and barrel ones are always really popular. And uh, that, yeah, you guys just hit us at the right time. I was <laughs> like, uh, let's send them something new, you know? Yeah. Oh, this is exciting. This will be available around in spring, you said? Yeah, it's available at the factory now. And okay. we're running it out into the markets uh, in Denver, uh, in Iowa, in Nebraska uh, this spring. So real okay. soon. Yeah. You, everything that's out there right now is a test bottle. So uh, you guys are our space monkeys. Hopefully you enjoy it. <laughs> it's very good. Yes, it definitely passed I the test. the flavor. Yeah. Um, it's got a good mouthfeel on it, too. Mm -hmm. It's something that um, when we originally started the podcast, we didn't notice mouthfeel or texture mm -hmm. as much um but the more i mean the best way to become a better whiskey drinker or notice more things is by drinking more whiskey so <laughs> yeah. through our experienced craft here um that's something we've started noticing mm -hmm. and this isn't it's not thin it's not too thick i mean it's got like just the the perfect right in the middle mouthfeel there mm -hmm. you know most of that mouthfeel comes from the yeast the the okay. yeast that you use the 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 and again you guys probably know this but just for your listeners sake uh, yeast eats sugar, which creates alcohol. Mm -hmm. You know, back in the Roman days, fruit fell on the ground. Native yeast hit the fruit, starts creating alcohol. Somebody ate the fruit, got a nice little little <laughs> whiskey buzz, and they're like, hey, we got to do this on purpose. And um, what we try to do is make the yeast uh, uh, have plenty of sugars to feast mm -hmm. on to create that alcohol. And uh, the type of yeast you use is going to have a lot to do with mouthfeel. Interesting. Mm -hmm. um which of the labels would you say is your best selling is there one that sells more than the others or are they all pretty equal black label is is the crowd favorite is it because it's you know uh the most traditional rye and when you put rye on your bottle your customers are going to be looking for a rye spice mm -hmm. and the smoke and i gotta tell you that uh anything black label um is gonna make a really nice old-fashioned um, the reason I wanted to put black label and red label together was because I like the soft and sweetness of red. I like the spicy and the smoke of black. Mm -hmm. So I'm my hope is that copper label ends up being our most popular because it's just the best all around. It's a good sipper, mm -hmm. a good cocktail maker. Uh, it's got a nice little zip to it. So, you know, even with an ice cube, it, uh, you know, uh, opens up very nicely. That's kind of why we created it. Yeah. Yeah. So we have, I did make old fashions. We just added the ice to them. Um, we didn't want to try them before we tried the, uh, the sample on its own because, you know, that can kind of change the, mm -hmm. the flavors and what you're picking up. But um, it's really good in this as well. Stands out. It's not something that gets lost mm -hmm. in the mix. Um, yeah. That's something that I always kind of look for. And I know a lot of our listeners, they want, they want something that, it tastes good, but it also stands out in the mixed drink. So, and I think and it this definitely, definitely does. Yeah. 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 And um, what I always tell people, you know, how can you make an old fashioned with new liquor? You know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> the old fashioned was invented back, you know, in the prohibition era. And yet people are putting new liquor on old fashioned. It's like, you should probably try what they were drinking with old fashions when the drink was created, which is a, a rye. And mm -hmm. uh, better yet, a uh, prohibition era rise. So we we think our our old fashioned is is right up what old fashioned should have been. Yeah, no, I it's um, 
the the sweetness obviously from the 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 whiskey complements the old fashioned very well. I feel like I definitely mm-hmm. definitely like that. Um, we talked a little bit about your guys is you know kind of how you're in you're in Vegas and you're in these different spots. Uh, I heard I, I watched something that you're you know Newport Beach some Napa Valley stuff going on. Can you talk about your growth? Um, and you can hit on those two specifically if you want to, but what the growth and what that means to to you, given the history of it being your grandma's recipe and this all starting with her? Yeah, uh, the, the, the the brand survival is everything for me. I mean, that's my that's I'm not in this. I'm not in this for the money that a lot of people say that. But if you knew what I had done or what I've done and what I still do to uh, get this brand out there and to get this recipe out there, it's a labor of love. And um, mm-hmm. because I live in Vegas, uh, Phoenix is very um, easy for me to get to. L.A. is very easy for me to get to. Um, and obviously Vegas. I work Vegas a lot. So um, we work well, we I work very uh, aggressively to get the product into new markets and big mm-hmm. markets. And like Phoenix and LA are huge markets, just like Vegas is a huge market. So um, it's not unreasonable for me to get up at four in the morning, drive to Phoenix, be there by nine, show the product to nine bars, um, get back in my car and drive back to Vegas and get home at midnight. That's just the, the work you have to do. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, again, uh, it's just, you gotta be in it for the right reasons. And, uh, mm-hmm. I feel like my grandmother belongs in history in history books yeah. as a strong, independent, you know, fiercely independent woman. And I think it speaks to the power of women. So I just, you know, I'm out there, uh, trying to put her where she belongs, you know, as, uh, a woman who did what she had to do at a really tough time in America and came out the other end with a wonderful family and, and uh, some fantastic kids and grandkids. So, you know, we're working the markets really hard. The bigger markets have better value. And although we'll always be in Iowa, uh, there's more money in Phoenix and, and LA and Vegas for sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, how many States are you guys in? We're in 29 States physically. 44 states online you can order our products online um when you go to our website it's 22 dollars for shipping no matter how many bottles you buy so obviously okay. the shipping gets more reasonable as you order more bottles mm-hmm. sure. and that's just the world we live in right now you know i don't know yeah. how uh, walmart can ship a tube of toothpaste to my front door in eight hours for you know and the tube of toothpaste was two dollars I'll, I'll never know how they do that because yeah. <laughs> i've search the world over to find out how to ship throughout the United States uh, for free. And it's $22, no matter who you talk to. So I'm like, well, could we make it $22 if you buy three bottles? They're like, yeah, a box is a box is a box. So, (laughs) you know, if you go on our website, I mean, you can buy black label for 40 bucks. I think it's 40, $41 and you can order three bottles and uh, they'll ship all three 40 bucks a piece plus 22 shipping, which is a pretty darn good deal mm-hmm. um, and get it in 44 States. There's, there's six States that are really tough and we, we, we don't ship into those States just because they're, they're tough States. Yeah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys do any like barrel programs or you could buy a barrel or anything like that? 
You want to know a funny, it's, that's, a, that's a really funny uh, answer. So we had our first person buy a barrel from us mm -hmm. about a year ago. And he okay. came back to us last week and bought his second barrel. So I've had an individual buy his second barrel. What's neat about a 15 gallon barrel is it's only six, I shouldn't say only, it's 60 bottles. So mm -hmm. like if we wanted to make the old fashioned football podcast label mm -hmm. for 60 bottles, we could put old fashioned football podcast on the top of the bottle. And then our brand and the place it has to be as per the TTB and y'all would have your own whiskey. So that that's amazing. our little yes. white label program. <laughs> you know, we sell that to restaurants, we sell it to bars, we sell it mm -hmm. to fraternities, we sell it to bar motorcycle clubs. I mean, there is no other distillery that's saying, hey, listen, you want to have your own brand? 60 bottles, about uh, about 2100 bucks, and, and you got your own brand. You can hand it out to all your friends and family. Wow. Well, we, we're going to have to have some discussions on that. <laughs> I wasn't, that I'm not trying to sell you guys here. I just no, I, use I, you I, as an example. It's something we've <laughs> talked about, though. That. And oh, um, we've never heard anywhere close to that price. So that's an amazing mm -hmm. price. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I encourage any listeners that are in, in business or anything to, to reach out and talk to you guys about that, too, because that's mm -hmm. incredible price. And this is really good whiskey. This Very is good. really good. Um, yeah, we actually any... sold this particular this what you're tasting, mm -hmm. um, the recipe that is. And, you know, I'm I, I don't sit on any much like football. I don't sit on any particular political uh, spectrum, but uh -huh. we're the first company to sell a barrel. Well, actually, two barrels of product to a former president for his resort. We actually oh. did a uh, Trump Doral uh, barrel for the members, barrel for the guests. And for the record, I'd be happy to do one for Joe Biden, too, if he wants to give me a call. Right. So, yeah. you know, it's not a political thing, but um, only liquor company I know of that's sold a barrel to a president of the United States for his personal resort. You can wow. actually have a, a member's barrel and a guest barrel in Doral right now with our brand. Oh, that's wow. cool. That is very neat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's again, you always like to be the first, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. And I apologize if you already stated this, um, but when was it that um, you and your family, when did you decide that you wanted to um, start distributing and sharing this family recipe with everybody? That was decided without us, actually. So Whiskey Rich <laughs> sought my grandma out while she while he was making liquor illegally. Mm -hmm. okay. So um, Whiskey Rich's family was the fifth generation to make this recipe. And they sought my grandma out while she was in assisted living in Iowa because she was an OG. She was the only person they knew that was still around that made that recipe at that time. So they went to her and they're like, we can't get the recipe right. What are we doing wrong? And she's like, well, this is wrong and this is wrong and you change this and you do that. You know, she got him straight on how to make it. So yeah. in, um, in appreciation of her getting them on the right path, um, Whiskey Rich went legit in 2017. He was pretty much faced with go legit or don't come home. That was his okay. options. Yeah. So he went legit and opened the distillery in 
2014, correction. So um, almost 10 years ago. But was what was neat about Whiskey Rich is he was giving proper uh, uh, credit to my grandma. He was like, listen, this isn't my recipe. This is Lorene Sextro's recipe. But he was calling her Lorraine Sextro, not Lorene Sextro. So he was say, saying and spelling her name wrong. So that's how I got sucked into this. You remember when I said I didn't pick whiskey, it picked me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I went into Carol to that distillery strictly to tell him, hey, listen, if you're going to talk about my grandma, you should probably spell her name right. And you should probably pronounce her name right. And mm -hmm. it's at that point in time that he's like, oh, my God, I've been looking for a sextral family member to be part of the distillery. You know, this is your grandma's recipe. It's the only, you know, he tells me all these things. So that's how I got involved in the whiskey business is I just went in to get him to correct the name. And then I got to try the product. Um, I didn't even drink liquor prior to owning the distillery, not beer, not wine, and certainly not liquor. But <laughs> what I tasted, and more importantly for me, and it's just my thing, how I felt after I drank it, because the reason I didn't drink, I mean, everybody likes to tie one on, but the, 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 how I felt days, almost weeks after with some of the products, and I'm, you know, if you guys remember the commercial, Jose Cuervo was like, oh, tomorrow's overrated. And I'm like, oh, hell no. You know, <laughs> tomorrow is priceless. Yeah. So um, the fact that I got to try my grandma's recipe, it tasted fantastic. I felt relatively good after drinking it. That was an aha moment for me. And that's how mm -hmm. I found out about my grandma being a bootlegger. And she left a letter behind. We always knew she had done bootlegging, but we didn't know her recipe. We didn't know a lot of the things she did. So all this came out after I got involved. So um, it, it, like I say, I didn't, I didn't pick it. It picked me. And that's why I feel such a, a burning desire to get out there. I think there was a purpose behind that. I, I think, I think she feels a bit slighted as well as the other 15, you know, there it said five to 15 other families made this recipe, but none of them get credit. So my whole goal is to give credit where credit's due. The, the, the independent small farmers who did it to, you know, feed their kids and, and did it for all the right reasons. And mm -hmm. so that's kind of what I'm doing out here and how it, it found me and, and why I'm out there pushing it out to the public so hard. Very cool. One of the things for me, like when we do like drink whiskey or and there's so many products out there where you'll drink it and you do, you, you feel awful or because there are, there's so many chemicals in it. So for me, like I never really used to like different whiskeys, but mm -hmm. I find that whiskey is a lot more pure than yeah. a lot of what's out there. <laughs> so, um, and yeah, I don't mm -hmm. feel as bad or I don't have reactions. I, a lot yeah. of people and I've talked to a lot of people recently, they start like they get really flushed or they get congested when they're drinking certain liquors or things like that, mm -hmm. because there's so many chemicals and yeah. not natural ingredients. Yeah. And know, that's so why a lot of people choose tequila is because tequila doesn't there are tequilas out there that have no additives, have no mm -hmm. color. You know, they're they're just basically pinas and yeast and grinding mm -hmm. and, you know, old school. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of Mexico is like the United States in 1932 as far as their living conditions. So, you know, they yeah. don't have all that industrial age stuff. But um, I, I'll, I'll tell you what, I believe with all my heart that people will care when they're, oh, they're when they're 
woken to the difference. And I don't mm-hmm. think, I honestly think that in the liquor business, enzymes is the dirty little secret. It's, <laughs> it's, it, it's like nobody, nobody wants to talk about enzymes. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to talk about, they want to talk about barrel this and how long it's been in the barrel that. And everybody has to realize the reason that whiskey's put in a barrel is for filtration. You know, the whole purpose to a barrel is to filter out imperfections. That's why when I tell you that my white product is what I personally love, because our white product is like getting out of the pool without a swimsuit on. There's nothing to hide. You know, you're <laughs> right. there. Right? It's there. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, if you can make that beautiful, because you'll notice a lot of liquor companies can't make their white beautiful. They need the barrel to hide behind and they need it to filter. Mm-hmm. Well, if you can make white liquor that tastes delicious, and ours does. We received uh, uh, L.A. Spirits, uh, Clear Spirits of the category in L.A. We uh, scored 93 in Wine and Food magazine for wow. uh, white spirits. That's, you know, that's like being mm-hmm. a supermodel without a swimsuit. It's, <laughs> it's, it's you got to be good to pull that yeah. contest off. So mm-hmm. um, I can't wait till you guys go to the distillery and try it off the still at 165 proof. That might sound horrible, but I'm telling you right now, it will blow your mind. It'll be something you'll tell all your friends about. And uh, my ultimate goal is to have that offering in Vegas as a tourist attraction. That's what I work on today is an Iowa distillery, uh, not even a block off the Vegas Strip, showing people what Iowans did to make things happen. That's cool. That would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Do you, just uh, I think we're ending our questions here, but do you get? I'm curious. Do you get any pushback of because whiskey changed, you know, from how it was made back in the 1930s to now? Do you get any pushback of anybody saying, "Well, that's not how whiskey's supposed to be made because it's regulated"? You know, now I think a lot of money got involved and started regulating. Like, oh, you got to do it this way. Do you get any pushback because of that? Oh, absolutely. So um, what we make is 1932 whiskey. Mm-hmm. Technically, mm-hmm. what we make now is not whiskey at all. Yeah. If you look at the bottle, it doesn't say whiskey on it. Because as per TTB, Tax and Trade Bureau in Washington, D.C., you have to use chemicals to make whiskey. You can't put any sugar in your mash bill or it's not whiskey. Mm-hmm. Well, now think about that. If the only way you can get starches to break down into sugar is chemicals and you got all these old school using sugar, because that's what you're using chemicals for is to get grains to turn into sugar. Yeah. Well, then why not just give yeast what it wants in the first place without, without all the hoo-ha and just give it sugar, which is exactly what we do. And then we soak the grains to get the starches out. You know, we don't beat the grains up. Mm -hmm. We soak the grains for weeks like they do with tequila pinas. You know, Mm -hmm. we soften it up. We actually bring it back to life. We green malt. We don't even grind our grain. We leave the grain whole while it's still alive when we go into into the fermentation and into the distillation process. So my point to you is that there'll be even more pushback. The more you hear from me and the more I'm out in, in, in the public saying, Hey, you might want to pay attention to that dirty little secret that nobody's talking about. And, and that's the category defined defining moment. 
you know, that's the category defining topic. People are going to be like, listen, I don't want to put that garbage in my, in my body. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you guys, that you, you, okay, so maybe I'm selling you something here. You know, that's what everybody's going to think. Hey, maybe this guy's selling me something here. Here's my, here's my ask of anybody and of you is just one day, give me one day of your life and drink nothing but what I make. Don't drink any beer. Don't drink any wine. Don't drink any mixers. Just what I make. And tell me how you feel the next day. That's what got me into this business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The first thing I ever had where I didn't feel like an ashtray and wasn't ruined for days. And I was like, oh my God, all of this, you know, this, oh, I don't, I don't want to have a drink. That's gone. Yeah. I didn't have a drink. I just don't want to have all the chemicals that come along with it. And yeah. that's a big liquor crowded out little liquor. And I refuse to change because I mm -hmm. honestly believe that what we do is the best version of what is out there. It just has yeah. to be discovered. Sure. So please give me that day and summarization. Yeah. Give me that one day, mm -hmm. uh, you know, three, four drinks, uh, have a little bit of water and tell me if you don't feel fantastic the next day. Uh, you don't have to twist my arm. I'm there. Um, <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> no, and I'm yeah. sure that's something that um, your grandma would be proud of too. I mean, being yeah. that this was her recipe, this is how she did it. Yeah. Um, been it that way for sure. Do you yeah. have anything else you wanted to add or well, ask? Just that. Is there anything else that maybe we didn't ask that you want to share? I just want to ask uh, anybody who sees this to come to the distillery in Carroll, Iowa, to try this. And I beg you guys to do it. Too. I know it's a big trip for you. I know you got to do some planning, but you got Storm Lake. So now you really yeah. don't have an excuse. It, no. it, I, sw <laughs> I swear to you, uh, anybody who comes through the factory and, and it's not even a factory. It's more like a bakery. It's, mm -hmm. it, you know, it's got the bakery vibe. It's it's so the way it used to be. Take mm -hmm. the time to stop by. Uh, let us show you what we really do. Uh, take a sip off the still. It, it, it'll be something you'll talk about forever. And uh, I, I'd, I'd love everybody just to stop by to check it out. We don't charge a thing. So we're not trying to get your money. We're just trying to show you what, what real looks like and what mm -hmm. everything else is. And, you know, from there, uh, we'll, let, we'll let the product speak for itself. You know, Carol's almost centralized between us, your parents, and my parents. Mm -hmm. So we I just think get we the all whole just group meet together. There. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bring them all. Bring them all. I, had I had 100 family members in the distillery when we got going, you know, mm -hmm. all the family, you know, the good side, the bad side, everybody in, <laughs> in between. And we had a, we had a wing dinger and then charge anybody anything. And we all had a great time. And they all left uh, huge fans of the brand and huge fans of the story. And that's what we're trying to do here is just get, just get history straight. So please, uh, yeah. please uh, join us at your convenience. And hopefully anybody who sees this will take my personal invitation to go uh, see how it used to be and see how uh, delicious it is. Yeah, for sure. Um, any, any of our Iowa listeners, which we have a good group of, make sure you make time to get up mm -hmm. there. Um, if you're not in Iowa, seek it out where you are. Um, look for the Iowa Legendary Rye or the Sextral Rye or go online and order it. We're going to have all the links to where you can order it posted in our in our post and on this uh, podcast so they can check it out there. Um, anything, any last minute things you want to add? Otherwise, we really appreciate your time yes, and, and thank sharing you. your story. Yeah, thank you. This has been so interesting. I love hearing the history and mm -hmm. the stories behind it and... This has been a fun one for us, yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. 
I just want to thank you guys for taking the time. It, it, it I love what you're doing. Um, it, it's, it, it's all about uh, community, you know, and, and it's people like yourself that help craft brands such as ours to, you know, get out there and, and show people what's different. So thank you for that. I hope you enjoy the bottle and uh, you might want to leave at least one last shot in that. It's uh, it'd probably be something someday for you. So uh, yeah, thank you for that though. Thank you. Yes, thank you. All right. That was a amazing interview. It was. There's so fun. much history and information. I think it is so cool. Just the whole, like, you know that there's barrels buried yeah. on your family's <laughs> right? property. Oh, man. And possible bottles and, I, you know, maybe the still. So you're... And to, to find the still. Yes, it's to incredible. find that. And to train cadaver dogs to hunt whiskey i'm surprised they didn't end up at our house <laughs> and to be able to find that is yeah. just so amazing like that is a story like i was not expecting that story yeah, um, that's just so cool agreed yeah um, the the tribute to mm -hmm. heath's grandma lorene sextro who like you said was 18 years old and had to feed her family yeah. And so she found out how to feed her family by bootlegging. At 18. Yeah. We're we're in our 30s and we, why aren't we making whiskey? I'm, I'm ready to bootleg some whiskey right <laughs> it's now. It's not bootlegging now, but why aren't we <laughs> right. making whiskey? <laughs> I'm ready to make some whiskey, but uh, until I do, make sure you check out, um, you can find it, Sextra Rye, Iowa Legendary Rye, mm -hmm. does have different names. Look in our post, you're going to be able to find out, um, Oh, there's Lorene and Frank Shorty Sextro, the uh, the brain behind this this awesome whiskey. That, like we said, the according to the corporates, you can't call a whiskey, can't call it a whiskey. But, but it is whiskey. This is whiskey. You taste this, whiskey. you can taste that it's, it's whiskey. whiskey. Um, it's really good rye. It's got a nice sweetness. There's mm -hmm. a little bit of spice. We talked about that heat that you feel only on the tongue. That heat does not travel down. It's mm -mm. just nice on the tongue. It um, warms you. It's a whole body warmth, which yeah. I enjoy, especially in the winter. It is going to be like 60 degrees. I know. Warm, <laughs> but Warm weather days in <laughs> Iowa. This is like summer. But or like coming off of those January 40 below days. Yes. Um, the warmth. Uh, it's just, this is good. I am still sipping on our sample because you poured a generous sample for us to taste on the show not generous enough for myself unfortunately <laughs> but it is so good but it is I very good really enjoy this so you will be able to get this bottle of the sextro rye copper label yes um this spring and i highly recommend it go get yourself a bottle good. i'm pretty sure i've talked about it on the show before about how no chemicals and just natural like just how I, I think it is my thing i get on my soapbox way too much with my family and friends and they're just tired of it but there are we are so contaminated with chemicals and artificial shit in our daily lives and yeah. so many people aren't aware and i feel like i'm just continuously finding more and more things that are fake like that have artificial yeah uh, here i go i'm gonna go down a rabbit hole though well, well i'm gonna, gonna like, i'm gonna cut you, you off for a second <laughs> no i'm gonna cut you off for a second to say even mm -hmm. the fact that you don't think about where your grains are coming from and these grains are coming from an organic farm mm -hmm. like the, that that really jumped out at me it's like oh i never thought about the fact that where's this grain or this rye or whatever for this mash bill 
where's it coming from? What's been added to it? How has it been well, enhanced? And this one is all organic. You have thought of that before. How do you marry? How are you married to me? I, <laughs> and I, I thought about though. that because in whiskey, I didn't think of it though. I even like with of... our own garden, everything we do, we've mm -hmm. expanded our garden last year here. We're expanding it again this year because we're just apparently we like we don't to like be even free time. <laughs> well, we don't have free time as it is. So we True. like to even like stress ourselves out more. But gardening is like therapeutic. We need to, I was thinking we need to grow some, some rye. Some Wouldn't rye? that be cool? I've never that's grown first, grain except first, for sweet corn. But yeah, that's not really growing good. some grain, some rye. That's the first step mm -hmm. to being a bootlegger. I know you don't have to bootleg We're these not days. But, <laughs> we can't be bootleggers. But until then, uh, I think we seriously, the Brass Giraffe, which if you've watched us before, that is the, the, the name of the bar downstairs or what the bar will be. It will be the Brass Giraffe. Um, the old-fashioned football's Brass Giraffe. We'll work old-fashioned football into it somehow, but I, I think want it needs its own whiskey. A brass giraffe on a label. Yeah. And it can be old fashioned. It would have to be. Maybe we would be a, giving away bottles on our Maybe on a copper label. Uh, that seems to, to fit almost a brassy color. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I, it, if this is the. We're going to. We really are. Like, we're yeah. not just talking. We are going to get up to Carol. It's up to Carol. We're going to do here. a little. We're, we're going to do a little vlog on the YouTube with it. I think. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good idea to kind of show the distillery. Tasting right off taste. of the still. Yeah. yeah. We're going to do a little vlog on that. So mm -hmm. keep stay tuned for that for sure. Because Carol is like it's the perfect middle point from all for all of yeah. us, and we'll bring friends, family. Yeah. It'll be a good time. So we're going to do that. So there will be more of Sextro Rye or Iowa Legendary Rye let's, to come on Old Fashioned Football. Let's call it Iowa Legendary Rye to have some Iowa pride, which, as Heath mentioned, there's not enough of apparently when you go out of state. <laughs> people aren't seeking out the Iowa stuff. So let's mm -hmm. make sure we call it the Iowa Legendary Rye. We're going to have the links in our post. We're going to have a post with this. We'll have all the links of where you can go order this so you can try it yourself. You can visit their socials as well. We'll have links to that. Um, this was a lot of fun. The history and everything was great. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? Just get out there. Get yourself some Iowa Legendary Rye. Tomorrow oh. or maybe today when you're listening on Thursday. Oh. We will be spinning. Yes. This, the giveaway. The winner wheel for our giveaway for our merch contest. So stay tuned for that. We're also going to be talking wide receivers. It's tight not ends. too late to get into the merch contest. It's still January 31st. The contest ends well, today. Depending when they listen. But yeah. Well, I don't know. It's currently <laughs> eight o'clock. It is We're that. We're going to try to edit this as quick as we can and get it posted. Mm -hmm. Because this is not a live one. Obviously, we re-record or pre-record. Yes. Not re-record. Be... Pre-record. And then it'll go live on YouTube. But yeah. Um, if you're listening on YouTube right now and it's 11:58, I don't care. Go place your order, and then send me a screenshot, uh, or send Old Fashioned FB a screenshot, and we will get you entered. Every item is an entry, so make sure you go check that out. Anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, this has been good. Yeah, my my Old Fashioned is gone. My my pour is gone. I'm gonna pour some more. I know we're gonna preserve this bottle a little bit, but I'm gonna pour some more. I need something while I edit. You got to have a little juice while you edit. And I will take Heath's challenge on of drinking four or five drinks of this um, in one day. Not today, but one day I will pick three or four, three or four drinks and see how I feel the next day. And we'll, we'll vlog that too. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't have anything else to add, uh, like I said, my drinks are gone going once, going twice. Sold. Oh. Fashion football.